Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Andy Kegdad on the line. Andy, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. You do some amazing work in, in business as far as business sales, valuation, and all that. So why don't you share a little bit about you and the business, and we'll dive right in. Yeah, sure. My name is Andy Cagnetta. I'm the CEO of Transworld Business Advisors. We are a worldwide business brokerage system. Uh, we are a franchise. I did start the company in from one office in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, and grew it to 10 offices in Florida, which I still own and manage. And then we franchised with United Franchise Group. And now we are a franchise of about 250 offices, about 700 people selling thousands of businesses a year. So uh, we have a lot of experience uh, and we just want to help entrepreneurs be successful. It's amazing growth. And obviously you should take pride in that, you know, from launching from just one office it kind of I'm, I'm having visions of you, know, you and like a you know the name of your business spray painted on a sign like jeff bezos did with amazon.com i'm just having this visualization of this old office and old furniture and all that stuff and growing it into something that gigantic so uh that that's amazing and congratulations for that growth so what do you think the re I, you know what was the i don't want to say secret sauce but you know what was in, in your mind, some of the reasons why you were able to grow the business that big? Yeah, I, I think it's about supporting people. Uh, so, you know, when we bring agents, uh, that's what we call them intermediaries to help sell businesses. You know, my focus is giving people the tools to succeed. And so I am always investing in those tools, whether they be technology, whether they be training, whether they be uh, management, uh, whether it be facilities, you know, I always wanted my people to be able to operate and have the best knowledge and tools for them to get their jobs done. So, I, you know, I do treat this as a business. I don't treat it as a brokerage. People, you know, sometimes are just so focused on, you know, in their day-to-day -day business and sort of like the e-myth, we've worked on the systems. So. Well, it, it speaks volumes. And I think you you nailed it as far as the foundation when you're wanting to set up your your agents to be successful and giving them all the tools and everything they need to do their job and be able to be successful. That's how you can grow. And I see too often with organizations that are struggling, they don't they don't have that infrastructure in places, that foundation of let's make sure that our team, you know, whatever job title you want to give them has everything they need in order to be successful and grow both personally and professionally. And if you create that environment, then that's going to happen. And then, you know, I, I, I don't like using the phrase magic happens, but sometimes that's what it kind of feels like from an outside point of view. It's like, how are you able to grow that? It's like, it's simple. And I think that's what boggles the mind of a lot of people is like, no, actually, the solution is is quite simple. You you put in the right ingredients, you make the dish, and congratulations, you got something that's edible for dinner, or in right. this case, a business that's growing. So, uh, real quick question: As far as this pandemic, have you noticed any changes in in the work that 
your team is doing or has been doing uh, during this pandemic because of any challenges for you know businesses that were thinking about you know selling or you know maybe even an acquisition type of situation because a lot of people have done some soul searching over these last couple of years and they've want, you know either decided you know what I, I've had enough and I want to move on from it or you know, maybe as we see a lot of times in, in challenging times, new businesses are launched. So just curious on your on your insights on that. Yeah, I, I think you did hit the nail on the head. People have done a lot of soul searching. So we are finally seeing the baby boomers come to the marketplace to, you know, finally sell their business. I, I mean, five minutes ago, I was on the phone with a seller who had been around for, you know, decades in the cabinet business, I mean, a large manufacturing business. And he uh, has just had enough. He's just burnt out. And I think, you know, the pandemic has done it. I mean, supply chain issues, employee issues has certainly driven some of the older people that may have enough money. And of course, the stock market is up uh, that they want to be, be able to retire and enjoy their lives. On the flip side, you know, the great resignation out there of people wanting to control their destiny has driven a lot of new buyers. You know, the, all those people who said millennials and Gen Xers were lazy, you know, we're seeing them spread their entrepreneurial wings now. So I think a lot of people are out there looking to buy a business. Yeah, I'm seeing the same thing where there's a lot of new innovation and being my own, you know, business owner and all of that. And those that are, you know, have never ran a business before, you make sure you get plenty of rest. You know, that that's, that's one thing that's important because you, you don't under, you underestimate, you know, the, the workload that it takes to be a business owner and run a business. So seek out and, you know, find mentors and, you know, find people that can guide you through, you know, not only launching your business, but running it and, as we talked about a little bit in the pre-shows, you know, have an exit strategy, you know, map it out. You know, and a lot of times people don't like doing that, just like end of life planning. A lot of people don't like doing that, but it makes things easier as you approach that time. And the same thing with your business going, okay, let's, let's have a general idea. But as you said, this pandemic, I think has fast forwarded that a bit for some people because of the supply chain challenges that are constantly, uh, you know, raising their ugly head and, you know, the great resignation and, and, and people that are just wanting to do something different. And we'll see that pendulum swing back, I anticipate, to what degree, I don't know. But, you know, right now, because we're still in the pandemic and depending on where you live, it's you know, a little bit more prevalent than others. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, it, it, it will stabilize out, but, you know, we'll pick on the service industry for a second. I was uh, part of uh, a talk and there was a research group uh, in Toronto, Ontario, where I split time between here and San Diego. And they were talking about 25% of the jobs that existed. And this was three years ago. 25% of the jobs that existed in 2019 will no longer exist in 2030. Not because of economic downturns or you know recessions or anything like that. It was no automation and new ways of doing things are going to eliminate the need for those jobs. So that's it's one of those things where I think the pandemic may have fast forwarded that a little bit in some instances, and it's really going to be interesting to see 
to see what people do for work and what businesses do. And it's a, it's a great opportunity to be creative. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, with, with, change comes opportunity. So I think it's a great time to go into business. And I think, you know, those businesses that have been around for a long time, I love them. And the opportunity to change them and leverage things like, look, look, we're on, we're on Zoom and we're video chatting. We could do business anywhere now. We could hire people almost anywhere now. It really has flattened, you know, the flatten the world, as they, uh, as the book uh, says, you know, the world is flat. It has certainly made the world more flat, and I think that's going to create more opportunity for businesses. And those businesses that can pivot, or those businesses that could get younger people in that have a different way of looking at things and have a different way of hiring and treating those employees, I think they're going to win. And I think there's a ton of opportunity. You know, like you said, you do have to work hard. Uh, one of our sayings is, "Listen, you could." The nice thing about uh, owning a business is it's flexible. Your hours are flexible. You can work any 24 hours a day you want to work. Pretty much. And you know, there are days where <laughs> you're, you're, you're trying to squeeze an extra three hours into those 24. And yeah. you know, in, unless you bought a deflective clock somewhere that has, you know, 20, you know, six, you know, oh, two or something like military time. It's like, wait a minute, that doesn't exist. It's like, what, what right. there's days that feel like that. So for, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs that are listening right now, what are some things that they can do? It doesn't matter yeah, maybe they're into the business a few years. What are some things that they can do that can help the process of maybe winding down the business, selling it off in a few years that would make your job easier? You know, what are some of the common things that you constantly have to coach people to do? Um, and if they did it, it would prepare them to be a little bit better to be able to, to sell their business. Yeah, I talk about it. I have the top 10 things and three of them, I won't go through all 10, but three of them are keep better books and records. So anything you could do to make sure that your profits are up, your sales continue to go up, you're not brutalizing your P&L statement for tax purposes uh, to the point where it's we can't find the money. Uh, you're not winding down your business over the last few years because that's the kiss of death as far as valuation is concerned and as far as getting financing for the buyer from the SBA. So if you can have a strong three-year run where your balance sheet looks good, where you're cleaning up your receivables, where you're cleaning up your inventory, and you have a nice business that's making money, that has a capacity to grow, that makes our job much easier. That's important. And then also too, with you know, the challenge I'm sure you see with a lot of solopreneurs where you know, if, if they go, the business goes. And even if they have you know, a couple employees type of thing, if that key person leaves, there's nothing being produced kind of thing. Those are really difficult, I would think, um, to sell because it's you know, the the business is actually that individual and it, maybe not is, a product it, or service. Yeah, it's getting somewhat easier though. I mean, the nice thing is that people's skills are pretty transferable. You know, we sell dental practices, we've sold psychology practices. I don't, you know, you're going to a psychologist and all of a sudden it's someone else the next day. You know, for the most part, people's habits change very, people hate change, right? So if they're going to a dentist, they're going to a psychologist, they're going to a dry cleaner, even they're going to a seamstress, even though that it's very specialized work uh, and 
they don't want to change. If they're, you know, if their person who's leaving recommends this person, says they'll mentor this person, for the most part, they stick around. Now, those businesses might not sell for as high a multiple because of the fear that they're the business, uh, but it, they're still sellable. And I do think uh, one of my predictions in the future uh, for my industry is that we will be selling gig economy jobs where, say, graphic artists uh, will be able to sell their their Fiverr account or their uh, Upwork account and be able to uh, you know trade those things. We're already seeing people selling you know their Amazon stores and their eBay stores. Once yeah, we're moving forward on all of that. So one of the things you did and the many things you do is uh, you created a book. So actually, let's talk about that book. You know what, what's it about and and what are some of the highlights in it. Yeah, it's called Closing the Deal, and it it's really just a practical guide for sellers to understand the process. Again, our best consumer, much like Cy Sims used to say, is an educated one. So we want people to go into the process eyes wide open. We want good deals for good people. And the only way people get good deals for each other is realizing you know, what the valuation metrics and what cause and what businesses are worth and understanding the norms in selling a business so they don't come forward and say well i heard that you know it should be a hundred you know it should be hundreds of thousands of dollars per sale i mean you know like people have these crazy ideas of what businesses sell for they think people that immigrate to the united states have buckets of cash and they're going to overspend for a business just to get a visa and that could nothing could be farther from the truth you know the people that come to this country are, are extra sensitive to not losing the money that they work so for hard for in another country and they have good advisors and we want people to buy good businesses at good prices and we want them to thrive and be able to sell those businesses again one day and, that, and that's what's so critical. An idea or a thought came to mind. Uh, it's organization crypto.com. And now you know, they've got the naming rights for Staples Arena several years ago. I forget how many millions of dollars they paid for that domain name. That's all they bought. You know, there was, they already had an existing business, but they bought the domain name and rebranded with that and now you know it's outside where the lakers and the kings play and sure. you know they're marketing and ads and you know the you know, time of this recording super bowl's coming up so i anticipate that there will be a a ton of uh, advertising and in, in the digital currency space and all of that but again that's one of those weird examples where an organization you know their their domain name or the name uh, of the business you know, might be worth more than the actual business. I mean, maybe not them because they've got digital assets and all that stuff. But I'm, you know, I'm sure you've seen over the years where some organization has a really enticing name. Someone may buy it just and go in a completely different direction with the business, but just because they wanted the name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, a, a brand is is a good thing to build. Uh, and people will find you uh, based on that brand. And so, you know, there's all lots of things that drive value in businesses. And certainly IP could be one of them, intellectual property, like a, a domain name. So where do you see things? And we've already talked about a couple of things, but where do you see things over the next few years, especially as we exit this pandemic and with businesses, I'm assuming, especially as the baby boomers are, starting to think about exiting uh, i'm guessing we might see you know quite a bit of business for you and organizations like yours 
Yeah, we we do think that there's going to be, you know, we've been talking about the seller tsunami for years. And we think that finally they are starting to come to the to the uh to the market. And we think finally there might be a flip from where it's a seller's market today and buyers are out there in huge numbers scrambling for businesses, having to overpay for businesses, and there's low inventory. We think that this will be the year that it starts to flip, that we finally start to see um, more sellers than there are buyers. And in fact, there's uh, uh, some predictions that it'll be a great time for businesses to be you know, acquisition-minded and actually grow their businesses through acquisition. So we think it's going to be a great time in our industry. I love the fact that it's becoming more and more uh, common for people to buy and sell businesses. I do see the market opening up. I do see there being more of a trading floor for buying businesses someday. That might be biz by sell. It might be another kind of platform, but I do see more people being able to buy businesses, like you said, crypto exchanges. Uh, there's uh, certainly crowdfunding. I think that'll go on for people to buy pieces of businesses. I predict someday that there'll be a way for you to buy uh, shares in a local business that you like. Uh, and you know, all those things are they're working through SEC regulations. They're working through, but I do think that that'll come to pass. It's exciting times, and you know, in the acquisition world and businesses and everything like that, and. Again, you know, challenges create opportunities, and I think there's going to be a ton of opportunities out there you know, over the next few years, again, after uh, we exit the pandemic and we, we start doing things different, especially with the things, the innovations that have come from this pandemic. And like you said, the, the being able to work from anywhere um, creates a lot of opportunities for businesses as well. Yeah, I, I think it's a great time to specialize in things. And uh, you can be sought out as an expert uh, from almost anywhere in the world. I've encouraged my own kids to do that. Uh, you know, I don't care what you do; just specialize it and get really good at it. Uh, there's a you know long tail marketing books and those kind of things where you could you could really market yourself worldwide these days. And you know, to small business owners, uh, that's the other thing I would just give them a, a piece of advice: is it is about marketing. It is about getting out there. Uh, you have to spend money to make money. You know, like you said, the crypto guys, they bought that web, you know, that website name. It probably cost them a very pretty uh, penny, not pennies, probably tens of thousands of dollars, so hundreds, millions. And uh, it's going to be worth it to them. And sometimes you have to make investments in advertising and marketing and IP that you're not going to get a direct or immediate return for, but it, you got to play the long game. And that's like with everything, success is a long and winding road, but if you stay on the road, you will get to the destination that you want to have. So, and I've loved this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and this amazing work you're doing? It's at tworld.com is the easiest way, T-W-O-R-L-D.com. You can certainly look me up on LinkedIn or email me at ac at tworld.com. Happy to have a chat with anybody. That's awesome. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Andy, thank you again for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. Great talking to you. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of The Breakfast Leadership Network. 
visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.